From Phoenix to London. From L.A. to around the world. This is The Ticket. All sports, all the time, with your boys, former NFL Philadelphia Eagle Ray Ellis and Fan Man. Your number one fan-oriented sports talk leader, Voice America Sports. Get they can do it Makes us harder, better, faster, stronger That, 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 that don't kill me Can only make me stronger I need you to hurry up now Cause I can't wait much longer I know I got to be right now Cause I can't get much stronger Man, I've been waiting all night now That's how long I've been on ya Yes, I've been waiting all night it's time to start. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. And Fan Man. Is that right? Is that Fan Man? I'm your number one fan, Fan Man. And What's I'm your, happening? I'm your number one talk show host, Ray. <laughs> Yo, you've been there I'm for a long time. Last night. Hey, you know what? It's amazing. You know, Fan Man, we've, we, we've literally got hundreds of thousands of people that have listened to this show and... It's amazing how time has just flown by, but uh, man, I'm excited. I, I, I get excited every time it's time to do the show. Football is such an amazing sport, and I'm telling you, th- those guys played some amazing games this past weekend. Great right. football. Well, starting off with last night with the Cardinals, everybody in the media was saying, you know, the Cardinals are going to win the game, and they're going to do this and that. And then, you know, last night would really upset me. Uh, all I heard about was the great Mike Singletary. I mean, they were they were panning on him, and they were going on and on and on about him. Yeah, he was a great football player with the, with the Chicago Bears in 85 with Ditka and all that. And, you know, he's very determined to turn the team around. And, okay, enough is enough, okay? I, I heard enough. I don't need to keep on hearing about Mike Singletary from the first quarter all the way to the fourth quarter. And then they have the camera on his face. I mean, he's pretty. He's a pretty boy. I didn't know he was that good. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. If you lined up in front of Mike Singletary and you said he was pretty. (laughs) No. No, what I'm saying is he's pretty because, I mean, they showed his face so many times. I think he should be a model now. I think he should be on some kind of GQ magazine. That'll be the next thing. I mean, they kept on looking at him. Well, I'll and, tell you and, what. And they had the camera right in his eyes. Like, I could see that determination. We're going to win this game. And you know what? They almost pulled it off. And basically, they should have pulled it off because the Cardinals, the way they play that game and defense, they suck. Well, listen. They lucked out. You're turning our show into a R-rated show, and we're going to keep well, it I'm not PG. Saying it's R-rated. <laughs> I just said he looked pretty. Yeah, but you said it sucked. Listen, we're gonna we're not gonna use that kind of language right now because we're gonna Good start language. off the show the way we've been starting the show off in the la- in the right. last few weeks, and we're gonna talk to our good friends from Max Preps. As a matter of fact, Max Preps and Nike have been doing what's called the Five Days to Friday National Tour. Mm-hmm. And our good friend Brady Wilkes is with us again. And Brady, it's good to have you here with us. Uh, mm-hmm. We've been talking a little bit about some pro football, but I believe you uh, you had a chance to have another stint in that great state of California. Is that right? That's right, Ray. Uh, gosh, I've been – it's insane. We've just been all over the country. I'm starting to get a little dizzy here, but hey, now hey, we're hey. back. Hey, we're back in L.A. after uh, last week we were in New Jersey. Hey, hey, Brady, this is Fan Man. So do you have a Learjet that you travel, or are you traveling by commercial airlines? Oh, yeah, I got a, yeah, I got a private jet, you know. No. Yeah, they, yeah, they should take care of you. You know, hot women, good food, and you're flying all around the country and from the West Coast to the East Coast. So are you in L.A. right now? They take plenty of good care of us. Uh, you know, they put us up in good hotels. And, you know, we're flying southwest, but uh, I can't complain. <laughs> that's okay. Hey, well, Brady, that's good. As a matter of fact, I know there's some good football out there, too. You guys uh, got a chance to see a, uh, you got a game coming up this week. But tell us a little bit about what happened last week. 
Last week was great. We were in uh, Tom's River, New Jersey. It's about an hour south in New York, and it's on the coast of New Jersey. And, um, you know, it was really cool, right? It was, it was more of a small-town football atmosphere that was last weekend. Um, as contrast to some of the other games we've been to, you know, it was, like I said, just more small-town. Uh, it was a cross-town rivalry, Tom's River North versus Tom's River South. They called the Civil War out there, and um, it was a great game. You know, there was a, for them, it was a big crowd. You know, they had a, about 5,000 people, um, which is, you know, which is a decent-sized crowd. And it was, there's just a lot of fun history around the game and the, the community around the teams. It was just, it was just a blast. Well, I, I certainly appreciate the fact that you guys traveled back there to, to Jersey, as a matter of fact. I know you have a colleague that usually travels with you and, and, and is on the show with us from time to time. But today, no Giant fans. No giant fans, so Mr. Reasons could not be a part of our show. So uh, I appreciate the, the fact that he didn't call in, but no, tell him I said hello. And we're going to talk about some pro football and the Giants and all that, but we're going to spend more time talking about what's happening at the high school level. I understand you also have with you, I believe it is, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I'm going to say Steve Spywack. Is that right, Steve? Steve Spiewak, yep. Oh, Spiewak. Okay, you know, that's, that's kind of hard, man. You know, it's one of those kind of names where it's, okay, I may get it right one time out of ten. So, <laughs> but good to have you. You're pretty close. That it, wasn't bad. Hey, I appreciate you joining us, Steve. I understand that even though these guys are traveling around the country, you too have had a chance to travel around the country and, and focus on high school football, and, and you did it last year, I believe, and uh, I think you know a little bit what's happening this year on a national landscape, so uh, again, Brady's told us about what was, what was happening up there in New Jersey. Tell us about some of the great football players that are uh, about to come out of high school this year and perhaps maybe find themselves on TV on Saturday. Sure. Uh, well, the, the most obvious guy probably right off the bat is <clears throat> excuse me, Matt Barkley um, at Modern Day, who's been a uh, four-year starter for Coach Rollins out there in uh, beautiful Southern California. I'm actually out here in New Jersey, and it's, uh, it's been cold and damp all week. So, uh <laughs> So I'm uh, I'm out here in New Jersey, but uh, yeah, Matt Barkley is a guy that is probably going to be uh, you know making a name for himself at USC. Uh, kind of six three, nice big build for a quarterback, incredible arm, and like I said, a four year starter at one of the uh, the top programs in the country, modern day. So that that's pr- pretty much the first name you hear when you talk about guys who are seniors this year and who will be heading uh, into college in the uh, in the fall. Yeah, I've seen him play, and, and, and there's no doubt in my mind, this kid probably, if, if he was allowed to go into college or some college or university, I'm not going to mention he's going to go to USC. We all know that. But let's say if he was to go to another school, like that school up north who probably needs a quarterback, probably play there for a year or two. I really think this kid has developed enough uh, that he probably only needs a couple years of college football, and, and he could actually make it into you know some some team and play on Sunday and actually start. I mean, the kid – is that far ahead of everybody else? He's head and shoulders. And, and I, I pose this question to Brady. Do you think there'll ever be a time where a kid will be able to come out of high school early, go into college and, and play college football, and then go into pros and at a younger age than, let's say, 20 years old? I'll tell you what. I think, in theory, you could have a kid come out of high school in certain positions, certain scenarios, and potentially play in the NFL. I think... Uh, you know, a lot of some look at some guys who have only played two years. Like Larry Fitzgerald played two years in college. You know, he didn't he didn't spend that long in college, um, and he you know he's obviously a very strong receiver in the NFL now. You know, I'm sure he you know coming out of high school, 
You think he could have made a team maybe out of, uh, you know, out of high school. But uh, I think look at a position like a guy that's a kick returner or a punt returner where it's just kind of, you know, pure speed and, and real just kind of elusiveness. I don't, I don't see why, you know, why a guy couldn't come out of high school or a freshman or a sophomore in college. Um, just kind of real narrow skill sets, not quarterback where you have to really mature and learn a system or a, a position that requires this pure uh, – strength that you only get from years of weightlifting, but uh, position like, you know, like I said, punt returner, kick returner, you get a guy out of high school, you know, the kid at Florida who just uh, is a now, Jeffrey Demps, he was one of the fastest runners anywhere last year as a high school senior, and who's to say that you couldn't stick him back there returning punts for an NFL team right now and you know, do some special things, you never know. Uh, we, I, I certainly agree with you. The only thing that I would be concerned about is a kid going into an environment where, I mean, as, as they've said many times, and, and we say in the hood, with grown-ass men, and he could be a little bit intimidated, but he might have the skill set and the ability to accomplish that because Brady and I talked off the air, and there's a kid out here at, at Arizona, um, at I think it's Cesar Chavez. He's a wide receiver. I saw this kid on TV as a freshman, and I think Brady can talk a little bit about this kid, but he certainly looks like somebody – would not need to stay in high school. See, that's what I'm concerned. He's going to stay in high school for four years to play with athletes that he's much better than now and could stand the risk of getting hurt. And, of course, education comes first, but still he could go on to college, get an education, be there. for. So instead of four years of high school and two years of college, you know, maybe he can graduate from high school in three years, play two years of college, and then go. What do you think about something like that, Brady? Well, you know, it, it's such a tough thing because, you know, in, in football, it's such a physical game. You know, the thing I worry about is obviously the, the safety of these kids, I guess. But, you know, in, in the NBA or maybe even baseball, it's a little bit different. But, you know, it's happened in those other sports. You know, kids are starting to go earlier and earlier to the, to the NBA and to the, to, the, to the major leagues. So, you know, I, I just can't see it not happening. I mean, it, it seems kind of far-fetched at this point, but uh, as – as many many of us have seen, you know, some things that just seem like they'd be crazy, you know, just eventually end up happening. So, I, you know, I wouldn't really be surprised. And, you know, you're speaking of uh, Devontae Neal is the freshman wide receiver um, out of uh, Cesar Chavez in Arizona, and we got some stats on him here. Um, one, of our, one of our writers did a story feature on him. Uh, we got some stats. It says his um, 100 time is 10.98. Uh, he's 15 years old. Mitch Stevens is actually the writer who wrote on him. Um, and there's all kinds of other good information on him, but the stuff I read is just unbelievable. Yeah, he's an, uh, an outstanding kid. I mean, I'm somebody I take a tremendous uh, amount of pride in my ability to evaluate talent. I saw this kid on TV, and I actually told my son, listen, that kid right there, he is a freshman. Right now, he probably as a freshman, is one of the top wide receivers in the country. He could go anywhere he wanted to as a freshman. Well, according to your article, I guess he's at eight, last year he was an eighth grader when you first saw him, and he'd already been, I think, offered two scholarships, if that's legal to do. But certainly people had their eye on him. But listen, Brady, you're, you're there in California this weekend. Tell me a little bit about what's happening in, uh, what's happening in the state of California this weekend, a good football game coming up. Oh, there's a huge game coming up. Arguably one of the big, you know, definitely one of the biggest rivalries here in California in the L.A. city section. It's Roosevelt versus Garfield, and uh, they're expecting somewhere around 20,000 people on Friday night. Wow. Uh, it's going to be unbelievable. 
you know, Ray, I'd even say... Uh, maybe oh, don't say that. Don't say fanfare. that. <laughs> maybe not as much fanfare, but definitely uh, comparable to the Maslin-McKinley game. Well, hopefully it'll the, be a better football game. Hopefully it'll be a better football game because Maslin did beat McKinley 17 nothing. So are there some uh, good football players you expect to see in this game? Yeah, the, um, actually Roosevelt has an outstanding uh, quarterback. He's a senior, and... Um, you know, the, the, the Roosevelt team just really spreads it out amongst their guys, much like you might see a USC. They've got eight players with rushing touchdowns. They've got ten different receivers with touchdown catches. Um, their senior quarterback's name is Jesse Diaz, or maybe Diaz, I'm not sure, but um, he has 100, I'm sorry, 1,726 yards, 18 t- touchdowns, and one interception on the year. So, obviously, the kid's got an accurate arm. So, hey, they sound we'll like, definitely be looking out for him. Yeah, that sounds like a U.S. – like, they're playing football the way they do at USC. I mean, when you look at Pete Carroll, he makes sure he gets the athletes on the football field. So, regardless of who comes in and who goes out, I can still get a touchdown. It's not like, you know, if somebody comes in the game and like, oh, well, that guy may get five yards. He's not going to take the distance. Sounds like this is a football team where anybody who touches the ball can, be a, can turn into a big play. Yeah, they've got a number of different, you know, solid running backs. I don't think they have anyone that's necessarily, you know, is going to jump out at you. But, you know, they're keeping their guys fresh on every play. And they've got an 8-1 and one record. Um, the team they're playing, Garfield, has a 5-4 and four record, but they're in the same league. Uh, Garfield is 4-1. Is and one, Roosevelt 5-1. and one, So, you know, it's going to be it's going to be a huge, huge game as far as playoff implications. Wow, that's great. Hey, man, I hate to say this, but it looks like uh, we're running out of time. I really enjoyed having my friends from Max Preps with me. Again, Max Preps Nike five-day national tour, five days to Friday. Brady Wilkes has been a special guest with us today, and also Steve Spywack joined us. We'll be right back after this message. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Man. We'll be right back. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move oh, on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. I'm Joe Wood, president of Famous Footwear. We are a proud sponsor of March of Dimes' premier walking event, March for Babies, formerly known as Walk America. 
More babies begin healthy lives because of March of Dimes research and programs. And with our support, we can do even more for families all over America. One day, all babies will be born healthy, but we have to walk to get there. Join the March for Babies. Sign up at MarchForBabies.org. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports Sports on the Voice American Network with the number one co-host in the world. Hey, man. Hey, fam, and those guys. I, I just really enjoy talking to those guys because it's, it's all about high school football. I mean, the, the greatest football players that play this game, they all started out they all started in, in high, high school. school. Yeah, I enjoyed you know? listening to it. That's why I didn't say anything. I yeah. wanted to hear what they had to say. I appreciate and, uh, that. They're you... doing a great job, and they are uh, you know finding these uh, high school players that will be playing on Saturday and eventually on Sunday, and they're the future of the NFL. And you know what's really good about that is, is people such as yourself and now myself who are we're fans of the game and you were wondering, you know, where are the next great players coming from? Because sometimes our team is in need of them, in dire need of them. But that's certainly not the case now for the Arizona Cardinals. And I know I just couldn't wait to get here so I could chastise you I know. about the Arizona Cardinals. I know you're going to chastise me. I sat here and I said to myself, and, you know, I'm glad they won. And, you know, oh, they, come they, on. They, they, come they, on. You're going to say you're glad they won? Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm, uh, you know, I, I told you I changed. But, you know. Oh, that's I, right. I did I, change. I, I you're right. the way they basically played the game. I thought that they, when they, in the fourth quarter, when they kicked the, the, the uh, they kicked it for 28 yards. I mean, th- th- these are problems that Wesson Hunt has to change. It should have been a 48-yard kick. Would have gave them more time uh, to snuff out the 49ers. And the 49ers almost won that game. They, they were lucky. That's that's all I can say. They were okay. lucky. They okay. held it. There was a couple times when um, you know when the uh, halfback was running in for San Francisco. I think it was Gore, and he uh, he got hit by in the back, and he was scrambling still. But I mean, was he actually down? I mean, did, 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 did the are you talking about on the goal I mean, line? No, on the goal line, that was a good call. At the end of the game, uh, now now, now again, let me go back to talking no, about no, no, the terminology. Let's back it up here, right? Let's say that he that he didn't get hit and he stumbled and he crawled in like a baby, like on his. Foot. And, and they would have won the game, and that would have been uh, devastating to the Cardinals. And I think the Cardinals got to look at that and say, hey, we can't let this happen anymore. We cannot let this happen. And well, I felt great for the fans, and I felt great for the Cardinals. But, you know, uh, <clears throat> come on, man. I mean, they got to play better than you, that. They you got, you got one out. thing wrong. Luck. You got one thing wrong is that they almost, they wrong. They almost lost the game. And here's the they thing about it. They almost did. They almost but here's the, the thing. Game. I want to make sure that I help you on this well, one. Well, I, I was watching Kurt Warner's face. I thought he was going to uh, have, a, have a heart attack. I thought he was going to have a nervous breakdown. Well, let me say, Kurt, as well as his teammates, have accomplished one thing of which for so many years, so many people here have said that this team didn't know how to do. And they have learned how to win football games, well, yeah, regardless they, they of how ugly. How to win. I, I guarantee you, I, I put up with 20 years of losing with them. And, in fact, they were talking about Fat Denny last night. It was funny. Yeah, but, yeah, they, they thought it was going to be another Fat Denny moment. But, listen, yeah. don't, don't worry about that. This team okay. has now learned how to win because, and you and I talked about this before. See, what happens when a team learns how to win is even though they make mistakes, they still trust 
in themselves and in the system to know that we can still win this football game. Too many years, the people on the football field feel felt the same way that the people in the stands felt. And I was like, oh, my God, we're going to lose it. It's slipping away from us. And we're going to lose the football game. Away. It was slipping away right in front of your face last night in front of the whole country. It was slipping away. And uh, everybody was on the edge of their seats watching that game. And you know what? They talked about how bad the 49ers were. They suck. They're this. They're terrible. No. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, the Cardinals were coming in to crush them, basically what I've read around the blogs. And, and Singletary has remotivated that team. And good for Mike. I mean, I love to meet this guy in person. He basically took that team, remotivated them, and said, you're going to play football the way football is supposed to be played. And I think the 49ers are some a team to watch out next year because if Singletary's there, which I, I know he will be, um, it, the 49ers are going to be, uh, I mean, absolutely scary to play. Well, one thing about what Mike's been able to do, and you, that's a good key word, is to motivate because he did. he did get the team to play up to their ability. And many times what happens is you have to shake a team up. I mean, you have to let a person know, listen, you're not bigger than the team. And Mike did that. He accomplished that. Now, some of the things that, that was said with a guy with, a, with a San Francisco. I think it was a, it was Hill, the quarterback, and he was running, and his and his helmet uh, came off, and he still kept on pushing. You could see the grimacing on his face. That was great. No, but see, and and see, and that's somebody. Now, you're exactly right. He grimaced because there was a chance he was going to take a hit, but at the same time, he went forward. He he didn't even try to protect himself. He tried to do everything he could possibly do to get an extra yard to help his football team. Well, that I, I is why he's starting. Game. That's yeah. why Mike put him in to start at quarterback because that's what he means by selling out for the team, giving it everything you got, putting your body on the line, pretty much like Anquan Bolden has done because I'm sorry, but if I'm, I don't know what medical doctor in the world has cleared this man to play football after all the things they said about him on, on TV last night in terms of what's in his head and in his skull and what they had to do to his jaw and all that. Mm -hmm. You couldn't get medically cleared to walk down the street if you were in that condition. Well, you know what? I, I looked at that too and I was frightened for him. Um, I felt like, oh, God, I hope he doesn't get hit again. I, I hope they made the right decision by playing Yeah, don't you game. feel like that? Every time he catches a ball, I'm telling you, I am scared to death that we're going to see a person, I don't even want to use that die word, but die on the football field. Yeah, because I know. Of, I mean, I was worried about that myself. And, I, you know, I mean, I, I lived in Phoenix. I, I, I'm just glad they won. But I, they do need some help on defense. They need help. Corners. The, the, the offensive line, you get the defense was really bad. I mean, they made a lot of mistakes. And like you said last week, um, you, you know, the Cardinals would have lost that game, um, you know, due to all these mistakes. I mean, the mistakes are still – the penalties were out the gazoo. There was just a lot of mistakes. I don't want to go detail by detail. Well, players. no, let me say, but, but you're, right, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right, fam. And you, you, you are – you're right in saying that there was too many mistakes, and that mistakes lose ball games. That's what I'm telling you about the game being played 90 percent above your shoulders. Those are mental mistakes they're making. They're not physically. I am telling you, there is not another football team that you could put me up against and match them up man for man that is going to win more mono on mono than the Arizona Cardinals. I, there's just they don't exist. We've got more talent than any one team should have in the NFL, with the exception. I mean, I like Rod Hood. Again, he's, he's one of the guys that came from the Eagles. But we got to upgrade his corner. He's playing no, good football. No, I agree. Football. You've been saying that for two years with him. Yeah, well, yeah, because he, he, he makes some good plays, but he makes some bad plays. Bad plays, but too. I, you know, so I think he's a good nickel guy. I don't well, think, he, I think he's starting You with the other player, uh, the guy with the long hair? 
uh, button heads, and he's had some problems with that player. Singletary like was 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 putting it to him like, get your act together, don't make these mistakes, don't go button people, uh, don't act like an idiot. Did you see that last night? Yeah, but but Mike Mike reprimanded him last week. You know, right, but he still continued to do the same thing last night. Well, no, you know what he did last yeah, what he did? yesterday is I think what happened is after he scored. He ran off the field, but he must have took his helmet off, and he got a 15-yard penalty. But right. see, again, on the sideline, this is somebody who, again, the world knows that he was reprimanded by, you know, Mike in front of the world to see it on national TV. What did that kid do when he was on the sidelines? He hugged Mike. I know. They hugged each other and smiled. I know. Patted I mean, each other on so the ass. I mean, so many times you, get, you, get, you have young men who are looking for somebody to not let them... They're looking for their father figure. Yeah, well, no, it's not a father figure because oh, okay. you know, everybody don't want their dad to coach them because a lot of dads don't know a damn thing about football. And, you know, I could be My one of those My dad didn't know anything about football, <laughs> you know, but he loves watching I, I, I could be one of those dads that don't know a damn thing about football. You don't know anything about football. According well, to my who son, right. Saying? Who are you to say anything about right. football? Right, but <laughs> that's what you need on the football field, and that's okay. Hey, that's hey. okay because I'm not... I'm, I, listen, this is not condescending language I'm using as a person this is as an athlete and this I'm trying I am the manager here now we talked about this too Mike and his coaches mismanaged the end of that game not the players the players were to execute but they did mismanage the clock and the play and yeah, everything they else did. Yeah, no, they, they did at the end of the game but so so Mike as a manager this young players boss that he looks up to that's his manager in terms of football, well, that's what I said, he last, was just I said just a few minutes ago. Singletary's going to be the coach for a while there, and they're going to turn that around, and that, they, that, that team is going to be scary to deal with. That's but that, be a scary that brings team. up one thing. Now, one thing, and, and, and there's another game that we watched that you and I, you know, watched. Yeah, what's that? That's the Eagles and the Giants. And, what, and the same thing happened to these two teams. Now, I, I wanted the Cardinals to win, and I wanted the Eagles to win. But I'm sorry when somebody like Mike Singletary, who's like me, who's from the old school, I believe – when it's third and short, see, Mike, that's why I knew they weren't going to pass that ball at the end of the game. Mike is from the old school. Third and short, you never bought in four wide receivers when it's third and short. Right. That's, that's, you know, that's Woody Hayes, three yards in a cloud of dust. What do you mean? Come on, three yards in a cloud of dust. So from three yards and less, you always brought in your short yardage offense, your short yardage defense, your goal line offense, your goal line defense. You didn't bring in three or four wide receivers. What is that all about? So Mike played old school football. And when you got old school football, you got to have a big back in there. And the Eagles couldn't do it with Westbrook. And then l last night, they didn't even have their best back on the field last well, and, night. You know, it, show, it, it proves that one thing, that you need a bruising fullback uh, to make sure that they can, they can open the hole and, get, and with his power of 290 pounds can go smashing through that line and win the game. And you're right. If or he could be a lead blocker. That, you know, he could be a lead blocker. Or he could be a lead blocker like, like, like Hodge, Big Hodge. You know, shout out to Big Hodge. I think Hodge, uh, Hodge could apply for a job. Yeah, Big Hodge. You know, Big Hodge like he used to do back in the day for, for Marshall, Marshall Falk. And, and, and like he said, and, uh, and, and Curtis up there with the Jets, you know, hey, Curtis Martin. You know, he would go in and be the lead blocker because a linebacker is going to step in that hole because right. see, the, the tackles and the guards are supposed to, you know, take care of, you know, everybody else on the defensive line, but a linebacker is supposed to step up and fill that hole. Now, a linebacker with a halfback, one-on-one -on -one in the hole, the linebacker on we'll paper is supposed to win that every time. Every so time. what you do right. is you put a lead blocker in there and you put a fullback in there. Or if it's a linebacker and a fullback and they meet each other head-to-head -head in mm -hmm. that hole, 
a fullback is supposed to be able to get you another yard or two. Another I yard know Hodge would have loved that, The yard or two would have been a touchdown, and that would have been the end of the Tweety yeah, Bird. That's exactly right. Now, see, and I'm going to tell you what. I was a little concerned when it was on the goal line. And the 49ers, after what Mike said, he started with that offensive line. That's where he wanted to make sure he set the tone with the offensive line because the game is one in the trenches. And when they lined up on that last play of the game and they decided they were going to run it, I was a little nervous. I wasn't sure our defense was going to step up. The Cardinals defense was going to step up and stop them. So, I, you know, I thought Mike had that, you know, the, the, the mental preparation for that offensive line was, guess what? Well, you know what? You the know coaches what put it in our hands. We got to get it done. For the fans, for the fans in the whole country, that was a great football game. It kept you right to the, right to the end, right to the last two seconds. You're on the edge of your seat. What's going to happen here? That, it was great NFL football. Wow, isn't that something? Right to the last two right seconds. Right to the last second. I'd like hey. to say one thing else. I'd like to say hi to all the uh, boys and girls down in Tucson and also all of our engineers in San Diego for doing a great job. Hey, right down to the last two seconds. That's, That's exactly how far right. we're going to take this show before we go to our commercial break. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Bam, bam. We're in Phoenix, living like it matters. We'll be right back. Yes. I want to be as free as the spirits of those who left. I'm talking Malcolm Coltrane, my man Yousef, to death through conception. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Jack LaLane.com presents Jack LaLane Live on the Voice America Health and Wellness Radio Network. Each week, Jack is joined by Elaine LaLane and his nephew, bodybuilder, kinesiologist, and personal trainer, Chris LaLane, to answer your questions and help you overcome your fitness roadblocks. That's three times the diet and fitness know-how. Three times the entertainment. Tune in every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific to Jack LaLane Live on the Voice America Health and Wellness Radio Network. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports uh-huh uh-huh 
Rihanna, uh-huh. Little girl going bad. Uh-huh. Take three. Uh-huh. Action. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No clouds in my stones. Alrighty, you're listening to Rail and Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Man, man. Hey, fan man. And like we said, it was some great football games. And I, I just want to talk a little bit about that Eagles and that Giants game because yeah. I am I am sick and tired of watching. You know, referees take games, you know, supposedly take control of games to the benefit of what's fair to both teams. But I think they make some mistakes. And, and okay, I'm a homer. Maybe I'm an Eagles fan or something like that. I but, agree with you. I'm a homer fan, too. But, but I, I, but I cannot believe. Weird. Listen, I think, Eli, listen, your foot either can't be either over the line or on the line or whatever. Either it's over or you, or you haven't crossed the line. Yeah, they need to adjust that rule because the way I looked at it, and I'm, not, I'm trying to be very fair here, even though I'm a homer, um, as soon as his foot, I don't care if it's his pinky or his big toe, touches that line, it's over. That's exactly that, that's the way they, listen, where that's, they come up, and I thought that was a really like you know bad call. I mean, what is the call? Is it supposed to be the whole body? No, his there's, nose, there's, no, no see, that's where they change. I mean, what is it? That's where they changed the family because it used to be that if you cross the line of scrimmage and you throw the ball, then that's illegal. I mean, listen, if, let me ask you. Check this out. Here's an example: if an offensive lineman was down the field. Okay, you know, he crossed the line of scrimmage. What is it? Is it one leg? Is it two legs? Is it one arm? Is it one shoulder? If you're off sides, you know, what is it? Is it one arm, one pinky, one pink? You can even be lined up in what's called the neutral zone. That's right. Yeah, and yeah, and you know, all that no, needs no, to be, but, but, but here's the thing. The point I'm making is all that has to be is just a piece of your body. Now, is it, is it supposed to be the piece of the body, or is it supposed to be the ball? No, a piece. Uh, here's what I'm saying. No, See, according to them, the well, myself. here's what I'm saying. See, that rule is not, that rule's not real clear. It's too gray. See, because you can line up as a wide receiver, and if your foot is in neutral zone. Yeah, they call it. it exactly. If you line up right. as a defensive lineman and your hand is in a neutral zone, it's called. Well, see, if, that's why I said when his foot, when it, even his big toe was on that line, was on the line. He was across right the line the of first scrimmage. quarter inch of the line. Right. Then they should have caught it because they call it, like you said, in the neutral zone for other players. That's Offensive exactly line, right. the, the wide receivers, they call it. You've seen it how many times over the years. And then this time, they just let it go. And, I, and I'm, I'm agreeing uh, with and, you. And that event. was unfair to the Eagles. It, it was totally unfair. Yeah, right? I, I think, uh, you know, and this, again, it's one of those things that it, it's going to go to the league office. They're going to review it. They're going to look at the the – I guess it's the rule. Now, but here's something that they've said before. I've even heard the NFL say something about the intent of the rule. Now, wait a second. Is it the rule or is it the intent of the rule? And if the intent of the rule is that the person can't cross the line of scrimmage, then, okay, this man did cross the line of scrimmage, right. a part of his body. And well, so, I'm going back to the same thing you just said with the wide receivers and the O-line. If, if their hand or their pinky is in that neutral zone, they get caught. Okay, and we see it all the time. I'm, I'm repeating myself again. I know it. But when he did that, it should have been called. I think the Eagles would have won the game if that would have been uh, ruled against uh, the Giants. Well, let me. I, let I think me, they would have had a better shot. I, that, that was my fault. Yeah. Well, no. The, I, I think. Well, listen. I, I think the Eagles could have won that football game. The Eagles should have won that football. The game. Eagles should have won that game. Yeah, in they, fact, they the Eagles outplayed them, and uh, it just happened to be, you know, the luck is uh, lady luck wherever lady luck fell. But I think the Eagles um, had, 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 you know, said a lot of st- a lot of things in that game. Like we're not giving up, and we're going to be in the middle of this somewhere. Uh, that's what I thought. 
Yeah, that was a good, and that, and that was a good, again, we talked about good football. That was a very good football, right to the last minute. Right to the last minute. It and was a very good a very football game. Physical game a, too. There was another foot good football game, and I, and I guess I follow this team for many reasons because I really feel that the Arizona Cardinals should have done everything they could have possibly have done to get in all day Adrian Peterson here on this team and they didn't but the Minnesota Vikings played the Green Bay Packers and I am telling you that is a young man that gave it all he gave his heart he gave everything he had and left it all on the football field and and Green Bay just knew they had won this game but again we're nah. right back to the same thing with the Cardinals front office Adrian Peterson was up in that draft for that year whatever year it was it was, I think it was 2006 and who do they take they take Matt Leinart no they no no that's when they took the big boy out of oh, Penn Levi State. Levi Brown, that's, that's when right. They, got yeah. Levi Brown. they took him out of Penn State. But, right? but here's they the thing: take, about... they should have taken uh, uh, Adrian. That's Wait, what should well, have well, you know what? Hindsight, the fans were pretty pissed off about that too. Yeah, but you know, and here's the thing: there was about a lot it. of now. There... I, I think they, I do believe you need to shore up the offensive line, but I think you can get a big offensive tackle. I mean, Levi has done good. The offensive line has done good since he's been here. It's it's definitely improved. Uh, the running game has improved since he's been here. But you you don't get a chance to get a special kid like Adrian Peterson. Yeah, and so I think they should have did whatever they needed to do to get him. But I, I just, you know, I just want to commend these young men when they go out and they play football old school the way it's supposed to be played, and you give your all because I've seen some other games, and I'm going to talk about it, but that one was one which, again, man, I, I just felt like they did everything they could. I, I got to also say, hey, there was another good game out there, the, the Miami Dolphins. They beat the Seattle Seahawks, of which, uh, you know, Hasselback may be back this week, but I think this division is all, it's, it's sewn up. I, I really think we can write it, write it off. The Cardinals are in the playoffs. Oh, guaranteed. And, and I don't care what the Seahawks do. They can bring Hasselback back, whatever. But I think that was a pretty good game, Yeah, I too. think the Seahawks are in really, really a bad shape. You know, you know what I thought was uh, really interesting was the St. Louis game. I mean, that team is just absolutely pathetic. Well, okay, wait. I can see I'm, every now and then, you see, you're not consistent because a couple weeks ago when the coach won a couple games, man, you were all over him. No, I was. I thought, you know, he turned it around, but uh, 47 to 3. I mean that's pretty that's pretty sad. I I, I did I, I was wrong. I thought the coach turned it around. I thought he got them all remotivated and, and ready to go. But they, they 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 they're in bad shape. That team. Yeah, and you know when you and when you play somebody like the Jets and you got somebody like Brett Favre and then you know they got Jones who's a, a very good running back. We know that. There's yeah, a we very know that. good running back and he's starting to run the ball. That's you know when you click on all cylinders. When you got your special teams playing good football. When you got your running game working. When you got your passing game working. When you got your defense playing, that is when mm, this is a team to be reckoned with. And I just think that that New York team up there, I think, you know, Brett has really brought some excitement to that team. And those guys realize, hey, th this is a Hall of Famer we're playing football with. Well, you know what they said uh, when, they, when they got New York Brett, they, they, they said that uh, for the playoffs anyway, it was a 500-1 to 1 that the Jets would make it to the playoffs. And now with Brett there, they said, you know, a couple weeks before the season, they said 75-1. to 1. Now I'm thinking it's probably 20-1. to 1. But I mean, you're they're, calling they're doing quite well. You're calling him New York Brett, and I don't really think that's fair because he. Yeah, that's he, where he's at. Yeah, that's where he's at. But you know, Brett is a little humble. He's not like like you call Hollywood Matt. That fits Matt. 
Well, Hollywood, man, is Hollywood, man. He doesn't do anything. He makes a lot of money. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's but what Bre- they do in Hollywood. They don't do anything. But Brett is not. Brett is more like I a, know. A, a I'm blue- only kidding. Yeah, but 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 I'll, but I'll give you credit there, man. He, he's you. definitely gone in there, and those odds have been changed, and 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 Brett has to be responsible. And, and, and you're 100 percent right, right. He he has remotivated the Jets. He has taken that team over, and they're playing hardcore, and they're going someplace. Well, let me. Ask, what about uh? Let's let, let's look at the Ravens and 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 Ray Lewis. I mean, we we talk about high school players, and I thought it was funny that they would mention the fact that after Ray made his second interception, he used to be a running back. But Ray Lewis is getting his team fired up. I mean, it, it was it was the Texans, but still. You know, the Ravens put 41 points on the board, 41-13. Yeah. Well, you know, Ray Lewis, uh, you know, he had his two interceptions on Sunday, but is that enough to make him the GMC Defensive Player of the Week? Well, I it, don't think so. Well, here's what it is. It, it, you know, interceptions, those are big plays. And most of the time, you, you look at the turnover ratio. And if a team turns the ball over, most of the time they're not going to win. I mean, if you fumble or if you throw interceptions – most of the times you're not going to win. And if one person gets two of those things, that's a, that's a big deal. I mean, it really is. You, you go down in history when you got two interceptions in a game because mm-hmm. they it probably like maybe in the history of pro football, maybe 25 guys. Oh, well, you know what? One team I want to say that I, I'm going to give a lot of credit to is the Tennessee Titans. The Titans uh, took on Chicago 21-14. They won. They're 9-0. And I think I, 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 I have this really good feeling they're going to go 16-0. and I really do. They're playing really well. I watched that game. They are playing excellent football. Well, I appreciate that comment. And you talking about the Tennessee Titans. We got our good friend with us from Philadelphia. It's been some time, but we do miss him because we know we have the number one beat writer in the world, just like we got the number one coach in the world. Jeff Moses is with us. Jeff, how you do? How you doing there, man? Hey guys. Hey, hey Jeff, how you doing? Long time and long time no talk to. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm a little late today and I'm a little busy. Man, that's okay. We un- we understand that. Listen, it, it's probably not a good time back east, particularly right there in Philadelphia, because it, I told fam, man, almost just doesn't count. You just got good teams find a way to win. Now, according to that game, the Eagles played the, uh, the Giants very close, which makes it makes people think, okay, maybe the Eagles are a very good football team. But that loss could prevent them from making the playoffs, you know. Uh, what's the atmosphere like there around there? I know everybody's sad, but uh, what's the reality of it? You know what? It's a really confounding team for the, these fans to figure out, right? And, fan man, this, this is – it's just almost unexplainable now because you try to target what's wrong with this team, why it's 5-4 and four when it made all these changes and it was supposed to be so good. And, really, every area you can criticize, you can easily defend at the same time. People think that there's a problem with the quarterback and the offense. Well, they're on pace right now to set a franchise record for points. People think there's a problem with the defense, that it's too undersized, yet they rank in the top ten in defense. They stopped Willie Parker. They stopped Steven Jackson. They stopped uh, Marion Barber. I don't – you know, I mean, the only thing that's consistent about them, guys, is that in their last 11 games decided by six points or less, they've lost ten of them. And that's, that's pretty telling right there. Yeah, right there. You know, the other thing is we were talking about – Jeff, uh, Ray and I were discussing uh, Manning stepping over the line on, on, that, on that pass. Yeah. I mean, how, how do you feel about that? How do the fans in Philadelphia feel about that? Is it, should it be a part of the body, the football, the, you know, his toe? And we were talking yeah. about the neutral side where, you know, an offensive uh, player or a wide receiver is in the neutral zone, they call it. I, I was kind of confused on that call. What do, you, what do you have to say about that? Well, I'm a little confused, I guess. I think it changed, and maybe Ray knows why. I think a long time ago it was that you just couldn't have any part of the ball or the body over the line, and now what they're saying is as long as your feet are behind the line, it's okay if the ball has crossed the line. Yeah, but his foot was on the line. Well, but no, no, no. What actually, fan man, 
what you saw on TV, I'm, I'm assuming you're going by what you saw on TV. Correct? That's correct. Um, they were saying that, what, you know, that little laser you see isn't always accurate and that what they saw was that his feet were behind the line because the, the line might have been way Yeah, I was going by the laser. But, yeah, well, that, that was their, their explanation. But it still, it seems counter to me to the rule that, like, you know, when the ball is over the goal line, it's a touchdown. So you're counting the ball penetrating goal line as, as it counts. Why would, like you said, if you're in that kind of zone, like being in the neutral zone, if, you're, if your hand and the ball is over that line, why wouldn't that be illegal forward pass? That's exactly right because the body it, doesn't it, have to go over rule. the goal line, just the ball. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it was something that they took a look at the competition committee in the in the offseason. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Jeff, and that's what I said to Famit. They're going to have to take a look at that because there needs to be consistency yeah. across the board. I mean, just for the yeah. fans' enjoyment of the game and being, you know, upgrading our football IQ, we just need those guys to be a little bit more consistent. We're going to have to take a break. Whenever you hear that music, you know we're going to take a break. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Fire, man. We got our man Jeff Moshe with us from the East Coast. We're in Phoenix living like it matters, and we'll be right back after this message. Now the money coming slow, but at least a nigga knows slow motion better than. No, 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 no. You love to hear the story again and again about these young brothers from the city. <laughs> Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Take a look inside the country's fastest-growing professional sports organization. Join Robbie Kendall for Inside the ABA on the Voice America Sports Channel. The show will feature weekly interviews with the owners, players, coaches, and influential league executives. Tune in and be a part of the fastest-growing sports organization in the world. You can hear Inside the ABA every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move oh, on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Everybody, we're back. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Man, man. Hey, and we got Jeff Moshe with us. Jeff, of course, is our East Coast correspondent, and we appreciate having him with us 
giving us some insight on what happening, what's happening out there uh, on the East Coast and, and even throughout the, the NFL. And, Jeff, we, we thought there were some very good football games out there. Is, is there one in particular that you thought was, was an extremely good football game yourself? Uh, you mean this past weekend? Or yeah, yeah this, pa- this past weekend, yes. Um, I know the Miami-Seattle game had a pretty exciting ending. Um, a couple of games, you know, the Indianapolis-Pittsburgh game was, was uh, exciting. San Diego, you know, just holding on to beat Kansas City. I think what really uh, I thought was interesting, um, guys, is that Kansas City might have found itself a quarterback in this lost season. That, that Tyler Thigpen's looking pretty good these days. Hey, but let me ask you something. And I said this to Fan Man because I thought that was what was happening in Cleveland is Romeo yeah. was trying to save his job by, by throwing, uh, you know, Brady Quinn in there. Do, do you think this will save Herman's job because he's found him a quarterback? Well, you know what? It's weird. I don't know because, to me, um, Herman's linked with Carl Peterson. Yes. And um, Carl Peterson's also on the hot seat. So if the owner, who I, I believe is still Hunt, Hunt's kid, right? I believe he is, yes. Yeah, um, if, if they decide to go, if the owner decides to go in a new direction and just kind of clean house, that I'm sure that uh, Herm and, and Carl will be kind of be linked together. Now, um, if they decide to stick with Carl, then I wouldn't be surprised if Carl stuck with Herm and they gave it a little bit more time. Hey, you hey Jeff, that. I kind of disagree with you. That that team okay, is not ahead. the team is not playing well at all. Peterson's uh, is definitely on the hot seat along with uh-huh. Herman Edwards, and uh, you know I have a lot of respect for Herman Edwards, but yeah, you know, the way that the way that this is going, it's not good for the Kansas City fans. And I I, oh, I, I well, think well, they're, yeah. myself, oh, I think they're going to clean house. I, I agree with you. I mean, I'm not in disagreement with that. I think that the owner probably will decide to clean house. But I was just saying that Herm is linked with Carl, so it's I don't think you're keeping one and. and Getting rid of the other. You know, that's all I was saying. So, so you think that what they'll do, they'll get rid of both of them. They'll bring in a new GM, and they'll allow that GM to bring in their own coach. I would think so. I think that if you're going to do that, you you have to have a new GM who brings in a new coach. It's not not good to do it the other way around. Yeah. Yeah. Now. Bring in a new, yeah. And and I'm gonna change this, and I'm gonna take this a whole. I'm gonna take a 180 here, guys. And I, I'm there's a game going on this week, and it's the I think it's the Jets are playing New England, and and this is something I just wanted to make sure I got this in before the show was over. Mangini brings in Ty Law. I mean, do they do they really need to bring in Ty Law? Is this a thing where they need another cornerback? He's the most experienced guy that's out there, or is this a thing where Mangini feels that okay? Uh, Ty was a guy that I coached when I was up there. He knows this team as, as well as I do. Maybe this will give me another advantage. Is this something else, or is this still grinding that old axe of him and Belichick going back and forth? You, you got any insight, Jeff, of what this could all, be all about, him bringing back Ty Law? You know, I wish I did, and that, that one kind of confused me because, you know, my thing is if you're out there and you, you don't have a job and you have the credentials of a Ty Law, then – then there's a reason why you're out there now with a job. But, you know, it almost seems um, uh, Belichickian in nature. Uh, you know how Bill would keep bringing back Troy Brown every year. Even if They would release him and then bring him back for less money, and nobody else would seem interested, but they would they would still, you know, they would find find ways to play, and he'd play well. So uh, I think it's a little strange. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe Eric knows something we don't. Yeah, they, Eric probably does. Anyway, um, uh, uh, Tom Brady's back uh, working out in the uh, training room there, uh, right? Well, that was, a, that was a big question I had because I just didn't like the silence of Tom Brady's injury status, in particular when uh, you had Reggie Williams out on the Internet showing you 
the, the complications he's had of it, several different knee injuries and them, you know, dealing directly with the fact that he had some infections in it. And I thought I heard that language being used with Tom Brady. And then there was a silence. And then you see Reggie Williams, you know, on the Internet. So if that is the case and, and Tom is making progress with that injury, uh, I'm glad, you know, and I'll tell you what, uh, they got a quarterback. I, I, I think Mike Castle is, is, is Matt Castle. I think. He's shown his ability to play quarterback, and he stepped up. And I don't know what year of his contract this is, but I think they need to hold on to that guy. What do you think about Jeff? You've seen him play a couple games. You think he's a pretty decent quarterback? I I do. I think he's he's really progressed in the last five or six weeks. I think he shows a little bit more comfort uh, throwing the ball now than he did the first two or three weeks, and I think he's doing a little bit better well, job. Yeah, you know, Jeff, the reason why he never played before, and, you know, if you compare him to Hollywood Matt Leinart here in Phoenix, who doesn't play mm-hmm. at all, I mean, look at the difference between uh, Castle and, and, and Leinart. I mean, I think Castle's going to be a very, very good quarterback in the, um, in the, you know, in the upcoming seasons. And I don't know about Brady. I mean, Brady has this problem with his knee and infections, and they were saying allegedly he had an infection, and if it did, blah, 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 like Reggie, like uh, Ray just said about Reggie with that knee problem. So we'll have to see what happens. But, you know, if, he, if, if Brady can't come back and his career's over, I think, they have a, I think the Patriots have a good, uh, good quarterback. Yeah, here's another interesting thing, and I'm not a betting man. I never really bet on anything, but, you know, I would not bet. Hundred dollars that the Patriots will not make the Super Bowl this year. You know what I'm saying? Wow! wow. So I, I wouldn't do it. I'd be for, I'd, as, as different as they look this year compared to years past, and as rookie as the quarterback is, I just wouldn't put past anything past. Well, yeah, Jeff, I agree with you. I don't think they're, they're going to be. I don't think they're going to be in it at all. You don't think that you think they will, or they will not? They will not. Well, no, no, Jeff- no. I'm, I'm saying I wouldn't bet a hundred dollars that they won't be in the oh. Super Bowl. Meaning, if you said, hey. This team's not making the Super Bowl. You know, I know it. I'm not, I, I wouldn't put money on that. I think that they could. I, they're, they're a good defense still. And, you know, the AFC doesn't really have a dominant, dominant team. And I don't put it pe- anything past Belichick. Well, I, I would just say this. I, I would agree with you, but I just think, at least right now on paper, and what I've seen them do in terms of games, I think this may be Jeff's chance. I, I, I think the Tennessee Titans and I think Jeff Fisher mm-hmm. – they may have it right this year. I really do think they. You know, are you psychic, yeah, Ray? Yeah, are you yeah, psychic? Well, I was just going to say that. Yeah, I, 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 will, well, I, will, you know, I will say that I believe Tennessee is the favorite. I was just saying that it wouldn't surprise me if New England, I mean, did what they normally do, and that's you know, and, and, the grain and, and get in there. Yeah, hey guys, and, you know, one thing we're running out of time here, and I, I would like to say one thing and, and talk about this. Uh, uh, Mr. Tony Romo, Pretty Boys, coming back. Uh, you think that's going to help Dallas? It has to. I mean, not or, I think or it, what? It or good old Wade's gone. I think it has to help them, but I, I'm not sure if it's going to help all of their problems. Well, you know, I, I, I agree it has to help them because, I mean, with the quarterbacks they put on the field, come on, my God, you know, Tony, right, right. Tony is a lot better than those quarterbacks. But uh, as far as the season concerned, uh, I still think I'm going to stay with the Eagles. The Eagles, I've said that the Eagles will come out of the NFC East and represent us in the Super Bowl. The way they played against the Giants, it kind of reminds me a bit of the way the Giants played the New England Patriots in that last game of the season. I believe that was a confidence builder for the Giants going into the playoffs and into the Super Bowl, and they ended up going in with that confidence and actually beating the Patriots. And I think that's what happened to the Eagles when they played the other night and, and they lost to the Giants. They just realized we know how good the Giants are. They won the Super Bowl last year, and we could have and should have. Hey, hey Ray, who, know, picked the Gi- who picked the Giants to win the Super Bowl last year? 
uh, something out there called Fan Man. Oh, or yeah, Fan Man. Everybody laughed at me. If you well, listen, that. there's some hey, there's some good games <laughs> going on this week, and, and I think for sure you guys may make some comments. I think that Tennessee and Jacksonville, I think that's a damn good game. I think, again, you know, San Diego and Pittsburgh, they, they got to do something. Uh, and, of course, you, you got a, you know, a couple other games out there that are pretty good. You got Denver and Atlanta. Bay. Chicago Green Bay is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, Chicago, Chicago Green, Green Bay is going to be a good game. And Denver and Atlanta. Who, who, who would believe that Denver and Atlanta would be a good game, you know, this late into the season? Baltimore are playing the Giants. You know, there's some good football games. And, and Jeff, you know, you've been watching them. You think the football's living up to the ticket price this year? <laughs> Uh, that's kind of a, a trick question because I, I could argue that it never really lives up to the ticket price. Oh, so hey, don't tell me that, man. Jeff, I, I, Jeff, I hope I always gave your money's worth. I'm sorry, what? The, the only what place that? it doesn't live up to is in, in, in uh, Detroit. Well, if I was living in Cincinnati, I'd be a little upset, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you can't say that. Listen, you can never, no longer include the Arizona Cardinals in that joke. You used to be able to throw them in there, too. Well, you know, it's been a 20-year joke with the Arizona Cardinals. Now I won't call them the Twitty Birds or the Pigeons. They are the why Arizona are Cardinals. Out to, why aren't you guys flying out to Philadelphia on Thanksgiving? Well... I'm not going to say we're – I'm not. I'm not going to say Fan Man's not. No, I'm just going to be sitting in, in, uh, by the beach having turkey dinner. I may I may surprise you, Jeff. Who knows? I may surprise you, but I, well, I've got I Fan Man. Well, I Fan Man and drop in on him then. <laughs> yeah, you should come over here. It's more fun. Yeah. Hey, it's a, hey, football is always fun. What's not fun is when this show has to end, and it's that time, guys. Hey, listen, I want to thank you, Jeff, for joining us. As always, hey, you listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Man, man. And I hate to say this, but I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. We're in Phoenix, living like it matters. I'm about to go, and then you know for me to stay here.